Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into a special edition of the Auburn Live show. This is Commitment Edition. Auburn just landed a Big-time addition, four-star wide receiver Dequavia Story committed to Auburn, and we're here to talk about it. I'm your host, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3, Jeffrey Lee, joined by Mr. J. Head, Mr. Co- uh, Keith – Mr. Cole, Mr. Keith Nieber. <laughs> Fellows, big commitment now. Dequavia Story, Auburn has landed his commitment. Second wide receiver with Carmelo English. Keith, we'll go to you first, man. Talk about Dequavia's story and what kind of player Auburn is getting and how big is this for Auburn's 2023 class? Yeah, I mean, you know, gives you your second receiver commit. Auburn may or may not take a third. I mean, my guess is they will. Uh, the recruiting numbers, him, recruiting like they are. Yeah, the, the numbers are a little tight right now, but there's always attrition that you have to you have to uh, look, you know, they have to think into the future and and uh, and project out when they're when they're taking kids. But six foot two hundred eighty five pounds from Chipley, Florida, small panhandle town uh, in that region, that same area with Graceville, where uh, a lot of good players have come out of this area through the years, including his cousin Xavier Sori, a linebacker who's at Georgia. The great Neil Anderson, a running back at Florida, one of the better. SEC running backs in the 1980s and then became the Chicago Bears' second all-time leading rusher. That's a cousin of his, too. So he's got some good bloodlines there. Uh, a tall kid, 6'2", 185, watched his film a few times. 
He uh, the things that stand out, he's just got a nose for the end zone. And Jay had probably noticed this too. When he sees the end zone and sees a path to the end zone, he's going to get there. Uh, a good ball hawk. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you don't really say that about a receiver, but he's got good ball skills. Right. You know, theoretically, I mean, you know, there's some video of him playing safety too. If it didn't work out at receiver, you might be able to try him at, at safety. Uh, he's got a knack for making big plays. He returns kicks. He catches balls that other guys probably aren't going to catch. Uh, he, he's got good, like I said, good hands, but he knows how to use the hands. He knows how to high point the ball. Uh, and he's just a, he's just a good, good player. Now level of competition. He's coming from a small school area. They don't play the biggest, the big boys, let's say, but there are good individual players, a lot, a lot of good players that he goes up against, just not uh, the caliber of like a Phoenix city central or a Thompson or, Hewitt Trustville or Hoover, nothing like that. But, uh, you know, overall, it looks like a significant pickup. And this is a guy that I kill your Auburn receivers coach identified very early in the cycle after after arriving at Auburn from the his stint in the NFL. You know, I played in college as an All-American, played in the NFL and then coached several years in the NFL. So he kind of knows what he's looking for, I think. Uh, the hard part from a guy coming from the NFL to college is when you get a guy at college at the NFL, you're getting him as a finished product physically. When you're recruiting him out of high school, you have to kind of project the body out a little bit. So what we don't know how Ike is at that. He may be great. He, he may not be. We don't know yet. But he identified this guy very early in the cycle. Him, Brian Harson, Eric Kiesel, the offensive coordinator. Uh, this isn't a late reach. This isn't a guy that they, that they scrambled for uh, because they had openings. This is a guy that they wanted all along, and now they've got him. Jay Head, you a uh, big fan of Sori. 100%. Consensus four-star player. Obviously, there's some split evaluation as far as how certain, you know, recruiting sites see him. But a guy that, as Keith said, Ike Hilliard identified very early. And not just Ike Hilliard um, or Coach Harson or Coach Keesaw, but the recruiting staff within the actual complex is very excited. I mean, I've been told is very excited about this commitment. And a guy that they made a recommendation to Ike Hilliard to watch. You know, saw his film very early, really liked what he saw. But as Keith said, he's a two-way player, plays safety and wide receiver in high school. I think he had over 700 yards receiving last year and close to double-digit touchdowns. A guy that also plays basketball and runs track. You see it right now in a kid like Caden Bridges, where they were a multi-sport athlete in high school, didn't really concentrate in one or the other. And now that they've gotten, to, gotten into the college strength and conditioning program and actually dedicated themselves to one sport, He's kind of taken off to a degree. And typically speaking, the ceiling on guys like that is a smidge higher because they're not in any way, shape, form, or fashion a finished product at this point. They're raw. They need some refinement. But what they can be by comparison to what they are right now is not even in the vicinity of being close. So a guy with plenty of upside, got the size that you want, got the physicality that you want, a guy that can make plays on the ball in phase, so, and that's what we don't have a lot of right now, right? We've got a lot of six foot wide receivers, but that six foot two plus guy that can go up and make plays on the outside. You've got two guys right now in Camden Brown and uh, Zivion Capers that can do that. Maybe King can be that guy, but there's been some fluctuation there as far as him learning to play the position. And maybe he goes back to tight end. You don't really know what's going to happen with him just yet. So with us not having the quantity there that we probably want on the outside as far as those bigger body wide receivers, getting a guy like him early before the season starts is a huge part of this class. Really excited to have him. 
in this commitment class and looking forward to seeing what he can be in his senior season. Yeah, and, you know, Keith said this earlier about how Auburn identified this kid uh, back early in, this, in his recruitment. And I actually wrote on the corner uh, last week when all this kind of buzz started surfacing about him is that, you know, I heard his name back in May or June, and then it was not a peep. Like, I, I didn't – I think everybody thought he was going to Florida after decommitting from Georgia. But as I wrote in the behind-the-scenes today after he committed – Dude, he, he, he committed to Auburn on July the 5th. He committed the next day after Carmelo English. And I wonder if that's when all these other schools started filling up, didn't have a room for him, because he he was going to Auburn. Kept it tight lip. Sorry, said he and Ike Hilliard and Brian Harson were the only three people that knew. And – has been committed to Auburn since July the 5th. I thought that was a big revelation. It kind of made sense. I mean, you're talking about Florida guys predicting him to Florida, you know, late July. I think he went to Florida for a visit. If I'm not mistaken, he that's when he kind of let Florida know that he was leaning elsewhere to Auburn. But you had Florida guys making picks for Florida and then changing those picks a week ago when when, when all this Auburn buzz started. Uh, started with Chad Simmons predicting him to Auburn last week. So I thought that was interesting that he had uh, he's been committed to Auburn since July the 5th. And I'm guessing Carmelo English commits. Auburn's pushing him for one spot left. He gets that spot, and six weeks later he announces he wanted to uh, to shock the world. Of course, it's, it's tough to do that in this day and age in recruiting coverage. Um, it's just it's really tough to keep things quiet. I'm surprised they kept it quiet as long as they did. Jeff, there's always a lot of he sh- said, she said. So it'll be interesting – after your story publishes uh, about that, what will be said from another side? Because you don't really know. In <laughs> recruiting, you never really know what happened, to be honest with you. No, you but that's why I, I have to go with what they tell me. Yeah, okay. you can only go by with what people tell you. But, Jeff, let me tell you, I was looking up this earlier. Chipley, Florida, the small town of Chipley, population of 3,600 in 2020. Local Damn. News, the local newspaper is the Chipley Bugle. Okay. Sweet. Uh, Here's some people, though, from that town. Artist Gilmore, Hall of Fame basketball player, born in Chipley. Hall of Fame basketball player. Led Jacksonville University. Little Jacksonville University once played UCLA in the NCAA championship game with John Wooden. Okay. That was Artist Gilmore, the center on that team, then played for the Spurs. Amp Lee, the great FSU running back who also played in the NFL. He's from Chipley. And I think somebody on our board thought that he was related to DeQuavia Sori as well. And then for the golfers out there, Burt Yancey, now you two guys may not know who Burt Yancey is, but Burt Yancey's a guy that uh, finished third in the Masters twice in the late 60s, gave it away one year, had the tournament pretty much won, uh, and later had some, some un, un, unfortunately had some mental challenges that caused him to uh, cut his PGA Tour career short, but was a great, great golfer, very well-respected golfer, uh, Burt Yancey. So a lot of good athletes have come from this tiny little town. That, that Florida panhandle, I'm telling you, uh, and, you know, we have towns like that in Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Lafette, where were, uh, the great boxer, Sonny, uh, who was the great boxer from? Sonny, uh, no, it was. Uh, no, no, no. no, the Brown Bomber. Shit, I, I drive by his statue every day. I mean, the not every day. boxer ever. Joe, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Well, you these little towns, man, they 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 surprise you sometimes when you look up who the notable people are from them. But but yeah, DeQuavia's story, man, I, I think it's a, a good solid pickup. I having grown up in Florida, I have seen one small towns produce stud after stud after stud. Now they don't come out every year because it's not the size of Atlanta. 
But every decade or so, these towns in this area that he's from produce a guy like Dequavius Sori. So it's kind of fun for me to follow. But uh, yeah, he's a, a a good solid pickup, man. No it, doubt. It, is Chipley near Milton, Florida? Well, it's an hour and a half away. It's so if you're driving from like Auburn down to Panama City, it, it's kind of not far off that route. And his cousin Xavier Sori played at Graceville, which is even closer to that route, but lived in Campbellton, which is on that route. So there's sometimes you don't necessarily live in the town that you you go to school in. It's a lot of farming communities, oh yeah, a lot of small towns within the other small towns. You know what I mean? I mean some of these some of these little towns go back. Uh-huh. You you go to the local cemetery and it's it's the whole family. Some of the guys we write about their whole family name is there from the 1800s. You know, in these little cemeteries, and so it's kind of neat. It's a really pretty area, uh, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going out and seeing a play. I told him the other day that I'm going to come come check him out in the next few weeks, maybe the weekend before the Penn State game. We'll see. Milton. Uh, the reason I asked for Milton, Milton is home to one of the greatest high school kickers I've ever covered in uh, Zach Kutch. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. No. Oh, geez, remembers that Kutch. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, that Kutch was what a kicker Auburn signed back yeah. in like 2005. And yeah. this was back when me and Tim was. <laughs> Dude, I pushed so hard for that Kutch to get a three star. <laughs> he never kicked a football at Auburn, but hey, he was a, he was a three star in my eye. Dequavia's story will be in Auburn for an official visit, Penn State game. He told me he is done with his recruitment. He will not take any other visits. He is locked in all the way with Auburn. Done deal. He will sign with Auburn in December. I thought that was big. You can put that one to bed, according to Sori. So, uh, looking ahead on the wide receiver position, we talked about this earlier on the Shrivel Pod, but uh, Auburn also continues to recruit Adam Hopkins from TCC in Georgia, four-star wide receiver that everybody had pegged. I think the uh, on three RPM, at least back in the summer, had him pegged going to Texas A&M, and it looks like Auburn, Florida State. Keith, you talked about Hopkins earlier today. What do you know about Hopkins and Auburn's pursuit of him? Yeah, you know, Penn, uh, not Penn State, Texas A&M brought him in for an official earlier this year, an official visit, and the kid wanted to commit, and, and Penn, uh, I keep wanting to say Penn State, A&M, Texas A&M was not ready to take it. And uh, so he kind of pumped the brakes on things, started looking around more. And he said the other day that he's probably going to officially visit, well, definitely going to officially visit Auburn, and it could be Penn State weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a big opening week, uh, over 100 yards receiving, 5'11", 180 in that range, uh, kind of like a Carmelo English type. Can go up and get the ball, though. I will say that, and, and uh, other teams to watch he mentioned. He said there were a lot of schools after, but the only ones he really mentioned were Florida State and Arkansas. We haven't really dug in 
too deep yet to see how hard those two schools are going after. What we do know is Auburn seems to like them a, a, a good bit, and that's the most important thing. So we think Auburn's squarely in the hunt there, and we're going to learn more about his recruitment in the next in, in the coming days and weeks. Jayhead, what do you think about Auburn's recruiting class, man? We've talked about these, each position getting kind of a foundation, a base for this. We we know Auburn had Carmelo English. Now you've got DeQuavia Soria. And, and let's don't forget, man, wide receiver, you know, three months ago, two months ago, was a big need for Auburn in this class. Yes. For Ike Hilliard, who's never recruited, never recruited a kid to, to a college until he got to Auburn in February. Already before, before Toe meets Leather on this season, he's got two four-star guys committed that at one point or another – had big time offers. Big time offers. And I love where we're getting those prospects from because every one of those are places that Auburn needs to be able to recruit to be successful. They're all within our footprint. You're talking about, you know, two guys from the state of Alabama in Braden Joyner and obviously our big wide receiver from Phoenix City, Carmelo English. Well, three, excuse me. And Jeremiah Cobb, who might be the best commitment out of all of those. So you've hit three spots that you need to hit within your own state. Then you talk about, you know, the state of Florida and how we have not been able to capitalize on success in that state the way we would like to up until this point. Now you've gotten two prospects from the state of Florida having to Quavia Sori. You're into Louisiana and you've pulled a big prospect from there. So everywhere you turn, obviously Atlanta, there's not a better area for Auburn to have to be able to go into each and every year and pull a quality prospect from than the city in the city of Atlanta with the number of prospects that are there each and every year. It's just that Metroplex area where you can go get one of everything. And the fact that we're laying a base foundation within that regional footprint and all of these guys are quality players. I think only one of these right now is considered a consensus three star. Yeah. One. Okay. So seven prospects are all considered Consensus four. I think I think Joiner. I, I went and looked. Joiner somehow fluctuated back down to a three. Um, and JC Hart. So so two guys and look. Yeah, six, six of eight four stars. Six of eight are four stars. So the quality is there. While the quantity in the class probably isn't where fan base necessarily wants it to be, the quality of the class is there. And can we continue to add to that? Can you add a guy from? South you know, and Adam Hopkins, can you continue to close on some of these in-state prospects like Quay Russoff? Can you add some more prospects from Florida and Louisiana? Places that we have traditionally had a lot of success, whether they be highly rated guys, whether they be lowly rated guys. And look, you know me, I, I very rarely look at what the stars say because I, I obviously think that individual rankings are extremely hard to do. But can the aggregate of your class – can it be in that four-star area? Like, I don't care if they're 400 or they're five. You know what I mean? Because it's too hard to me positionally or individually to assign a ranking and it be accurate. But can the majority or the consolidation of your class be in that four-star range? We're doing that right now. I'd like to see if that trend can continue moving forward. Big get from Dequavia's story for Auburn. Auburn's going to go into the season with eight commitments, six of which are – on three consensus four-star recruits. I think Sori moved Auburn into the top 30, and I can see Auburn making a move even more so in the next two weeks. We know Janoris Wilson's getting close, off big offensive tackle from Lakeland. He's coming in for an official visit for Penn State. So lots to keep an eye on as, as the season gets started. Auburn's going to have visitors coming in from Mercer for San Jose State, and then we're going to have a big weekend for Penn State. 
but big get for Auburn. Sorry is a uh, much-needed player with several big offers, former Georgia commitment. So uh, great first half of the season. I mean, half of the year for Ike Hilliard. His first six months have produced four, two four-star wide receivers. Uh, big ups to Ike Hilliard. Big how about you to Ike Hilliard. But we're going to cut it off there, man. We're going to uh, go into tomorrow. you got the open practice tomorrow. You've got uh, visitors coming in next week. Keith and I will be back with Inside the 20 on Mondays and Wednesdays. Jay Head and Cole and myself will be back for the call-in show on Tuesday and then the Shrivel Pod on Friday. I think we're going to kick off the Modcast next next Thursday as well, so keep an eye on that. Guys, if you're not a member of Auburn Live on 3, you should be. It's a dollar for uh, the entire year. It's not going to last much longer, I think four or five more days. So if you're not a member, go ahead and get on there. It's uh, $1 for a year. You'll get your money's worth the first time you log in. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody's subscribing, posting on the corners, been a great, building a great community there at Auburn Live on 3. Have a great weekend. Uh, we will do our best to do the same. For Jay Head, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Please stay out of the left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.